This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. So welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Life Made Better. Today's guest is no other than Damien Culhane. And I am super excited to have him here with us. Uh, you know that in the show, we talk about inspirational stories, and his is definitely one of those. Damien and I met earlier this year as we are part of the same support network. And he is one of those people whose natural energy, candid and kind words really hit you. You know, then you look at everything else that he's done, and it all clicks, all makes sense, because kind-hearted people act from empathy vulnerability, and generosity as he does. Damien is a Chartered Manager and Fellow of the Chartered Management Institute with over 25 years experience. Having worked for Marks and Spencer, Walker's, Crisp, Hayes, and he also is a qualified coach, Master Practitioner of Neurolinguistic Programming, and an accredited Master Practitioner of Hypnotherapy, which I'm going to be asking about, Damien. He also has worked extensively throughout Europe, bringing a powerful blend of business experience and people development. He is very passionate about innovation and applying new behavior for his clients and has developed a range of innovative, creative tools in challenging these old ways of working and deep-seated thinking, challenging all those ingrained prejudices. Damien uses his skill and expertise to support the new ways in this trusted relationship to achieve that desired outcome. He has trained thousands of executives in negotiation, body language, and coaching skills, and has multiple publications of business topics. He also is, if that wasn't enough, a father of two teenagers, and his youngest son is disabled, which has made him active volunteer for multiple charities to contribute to his community. Darian, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. It's great to be here. And uh, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you all and uh, sharing some ideas and thoughts. So uh, thank you very much for inviting me. So with such a bright curriculum, I'm sure our audience would love to hear a bit more about you and what are the steps and your journey and that path that ultimately led you to where you are today. Yeah, goodness, is it difficult to know where to start, actually, but I'll, I'll try. I think the, the key turning points probably are the things to focus on. And when I left school, I was probably lacking a bit of direction and lacking clarity. I hadn't been particularly academic, um, hadn't achieved much at school, really, and it's kind of done very average in, in terms of how I'd come out of the schooling system. So I kind of had this desire to carry on learning, but didn't really know in what direction or, or what to learn. And when I was working for one of the first big organizations I started to work for, they introduced me to the work of Dale Carnegie and how to win friends and influence people, which was a big impact on me as an 18 year old. It had uh, quite a, a big impact. And so I got this real thirst and hunger for, for knowledge and, and realized that there was something in what I'd done naturally since a kid, which was listen and ask questions, was something that was very valuable and something that was useful in the business world. So I kind of pursued that and, and developed that in terms of my career. 
to the point where I trained eventually to be in counseling, which was where I was in a managerial position in line managing others. And part of that was to counsel the employees and, and people in my team to help them to improve their performance. So that was something I started quite a long time ago. Um, and those skills were the, the listening and questioning. So it kind of carried on a bit deeper, if, if you like. And then in 2003 um, was a big turning point when I was at a, a kind of crossroads in my career and I wasn't quite sure what direction to go in. And I had a coaching session with somebody and I was blown away by the impact it had on me, knowing and understanding more about myself and about my values. And it really made me want to pursue that whole topic and the whole personal development journey. So that led me into training with the Coaching Academy. I then went on to be a, a trainer with the Coaching Academy, so training other coaches. And that led me also into learning neurolinguistic programming and becoming a master practitioner. And it's just been an ongoing journey since. So I'm a student with Mind Valley, and I've been to Mind Valley University two years on the road. I'm a super genius coach, so accredited coach. So I'm always looking to develop my skills, and I've just enrolled in another new development around self sabotage as well. So I'm always learning and growing and enjoying that journey because it adds value to my clients at the end of the day. So that's that's critical. And I can see Fleur's face lighting up because she is exactly like that, Fleur. <laughs> yeah, Damon, you're, you know, music to my ears. I love to learn. I don't think we could ever learn enough about human beings. I think we're all so complex and so beautiful, but there is always more to learn. And I get so excited about learning. So it's so nice to, to hear somebody else with that passion for learning and to wanting to help people. Where do you get your inspiration and energy to keep exploring all these things? I think it's probably curiosity around that human journey. You know, from what I've experienced in my journey with the becoming what I call an accidental expert in self-sabotage. So I kind of bumbled through my career and, and sabotaged it on many occasions. I've sabotaged relationships, including very, very important relationships to me that were very emotionally painful. And so through that suffering and through that pain, I kind of see how I've evolved and, and developed my growth as a person through the learning and through stepping out of my comfort zone and through pushing the boundaries of, of what I feel comfortable with and, and the vulnerability and humility of accepting that I can't solve my own problems, I need help with that. And so that curiosity just takes me down all sorts of rabbit holes and uh, the personal growth and personal development is just the, such a great journey. And everybody's on this journey through this life and you know, it's, it's part of accepting that that's, that experience is something that we should not try to fight or try to resist. It's here for a reason. And so, for example, when my son was diagnosed in 2005 with a life-limiting condition, it was devastating. It took me at least 18 months, probably longer, to really start to come to terms with it and start to accept it. But then it, I saw the suffering that it was causing not just me and my family, but the people around us and the families that are affected by his condition, which is a rare muscle wasting condition called Duchenne muscular dystrophy. So through that, I see others suffering. And what I realize is that with the personal growth I've been through, I've been able to cope with that and neutralize some of that impact, neutralize some of the negative emotion, the sadness, neutralize the anger, neutralize the fear. 
And so being able to help others makes a massive difference to my ability to cope because I'm a very compassionate person. It's one of my key values. And so by contributing and making a difference to others, that's what really drives me. So if I can learn something about myself that's going to help others, that's a really nice space to be in. So the work I do is really rewarding in that regard. That's, that's what inspires me, I think. Thank you for sharing that with us because, you know, that is a difficult path and that is a lot of suffering. But like you said, if you don't resist it and go with the flow of what life's brought to us, then we can, as human beings, cope with a lot and see a lot of the beauty and the preciousness and what we've got in front of us. I mean, my daughter, uh, my daughter's got a severe OCD and we've been through such a journey with her. I mean, it's a mental health problem. and we've had to grow hugely as a family through it but I do believe it's made us closer you know I there's that old analogy isn't it what doesn't kill you (laughs) if it doesn't kill you it makes you stronger and it you know it so has and I believe that all this learning is here for a reason and like you I like to be able to help people that are suffering and when we learn to cope with our own suffering is the way we can really empathize with others exactly and i think the the amazing thing is that you know you you get awakened there's a different kind of awakening that happens because you're suddenly you you maybe had uh, looked at external things for gratification or looked at material things to make you happy and suddenly when you start to strip all that away and look at actually what's really really important and it's the heart-centeredness it's the love it's the connection connectivity and how you then accept that and receive that as your journey. Um, you know, my son has a very difficult journey with, with his muscle wasting. Um, and so he's on a path with that. And you, of course you go with, you know, that's not fair. And why did it happen to him? And I want to replace, you know, I want to put myself in his place and, and want to swap, you know, but it's his journey. And so he has to experience that. That's what this lifetime is about for him. My journey right now is to be his father and to experience having a son with a disability. So that's my journey. And I have to see what I can do to be the best version of myself to really make that journey not define who I am, but make me a better person and come out the other side of it in terms of still wanting to be compassionate, helping others and contribute and make a difference, which is what kind of purpose is all around, I guess. And, and, and aligning with that is very, very important for me. When you've got that vision, I mean, vision comes from visual, doesn't it? It takes you to that place. And like you said, if we can come from heart and love, you know, everything's possible, in my opinion. And as uh, Lucia will tell you, (laughs) that's everything I believe in. If we can do everything from love, then, you know, we are our higher higher self. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, the people who I absolutely adore, one of my mentors, if you like, somebody who I've followed and and studied is Christy Marie Sheldon and she talks about love and above and when you look at how she explains it she's she talks about the fact that everything's energy and we're on a vibrational energy and frequency and you know if you're in negativity like hate and anger and frustration your vibration is so low you're not going to see possibilities you're not going to be aware of things that are around you you're not going to be present to them and being in that vibration of love and above makes you more aware of, uh, you know, what you're you're experiencing in a present moment, and that's so important. So important. 
Yeah, I'm a, a I love um, Tara Brack, and she's she's written um, Radical Compassion, and I'm rereading it at the moment, and that it's exactly the same. That if we come from that heart centered mindfulness, and heal ourselves, nurture ourselves through compassion, then we can help others nurture themselves from compassion and come from that higher energy source. Exactly. Yeah, and and you know, for me, I, I I use this quote a lot, and this is something which I I kind of made up, I suppose. But basically, for me, love is an inside job, and yeah. it's basically it starts from within. And if you can experience that, even though you've you've experienced pain, even though you might hate yourself for the way that you've treated others, or for who you maybe you you feel you represent, or because of your beliefs, but when you start with that healing from within and that loving yourself, then you can rise above and, and be, make a difference. I'm hearing like, and I, and I want us to pose for a little moment here because I'm hearing so many important things through that because you mentioned, and I think it's something as, as parents we can all relate to, right? When you find out about your son's conditioning and that desire to say, I want to swap for him and whichever pain you're going through, let me carry it. And it takes a lot and it's really difficult to put yourself in that space to say you know what my journey my path in this lifetime is to be the father of this person and support him through this journey and it takes a lot of resilience a lot of bravery if I may say so but also a lot of awareness to step into that zone and say, okay, I'm going to put aside my pain as a human being and what I think or don't think is fair or unfair and step into the person that I am meant to be in this lifetime to become the best supporter, the best cheerleader, the best help I can be for this individual. And I think that is something, you know, is nothing sort of miraculous in a way that you find that strength to do that um, and as I say it takes a lot of, of awareness to be able to do that so I guess um, and I think it's also one of your superpowers really uh, tapping into that invisible and fighting what is ingrained in our subconscious and challenging that challenging that thought so why do you think it's so important that we learn to do this and what would be your three top tips if you may just start tapping onto that and unveiling or becoming more aware. What really occurred to me was it became obvious about two years ago when I'd been through a whole load of personal growth and personal development and I was really exploring at a very deep level some very enlightening things about myself and revealing what my subconscious does, revealing what my unconscious behaviour is. And, and so when that comes up, you start to accept that but acceptance is only part of it because you have to have awareness to how it, it operates. The key thing is that when you realize that there's something to be learned from this experience, however painful it might be, there's something to be learned. What's the reason this is happening? You know, let's, let's explore that. Not in a, a way of, you know, this isn't fair, but in a way of curiosity of, well, what can I learn from this? What, what is this moment that I need to experience? And so going deep into that space is a, is a very rewarding place, but it's also very lonely. It's like the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell talks about the hero's journey. And it's not about fighting or resisting because then it gets worse, it gets bigger. 
the uh, the dragon gets two heads you know it comes back stronger you have to tame that you have to work with it you have to understand what it is and so i think the first thing is to really start to have awareness to what emotions are coming up what emotions are present what you know what's causing you to have sadness what's causing you to have fear what's causing you to have anger so be aware of those three they're the three kind of core ones that you should be aware of so that's the first thing is to find out which one of those is affecting you the most and what's triggering it so they're the kind of awareness label if you like then one of the ways that is really useful once you've got that is to really start to journal around where that comes from so the first thing is notice it and have awareness the second thing is explore it a bit further What's the reason I have this belief? Why, why do I feel sad right now? How did I get that sadness ingrained in me? And why does it get triggered by this event? So you start to understand it in a little bit more detail through detailed journaling. You can do that electronically these days. You can do it in the cloud, whatever, on your phone. You can handwrite it. It, it, all the ways are beneficial by the way the most beneficial i think most people it's balanced but most beneficial seems to be handwritten because you get something from actually handwriting it and so it's kind of expressing it and it's also getting it out as well getting it out of yourself so it's it's then external so there's a, an awareness and then there's a exploration of okay well why is this coming up and the third thing i would suggest which is really then how do you overcome it how do you deal with it is to start to be really present to each and every moment you experience and be present in things like nature, for example. So go out into the woods and be present to what's around you. Really notice the, the beauty in nature. You know, nature is just incredible at, at, at creativity, but also at destruction. And pay attention to that. Notice it. So notice the leaves, notice the trees, notice the, the ground. I'm very fortunate that I live very close to the beach, so I, I love to go walking on the beach. And it's great when you notice the temperature under your feet of the sand when it's warm, when it's cooler, when it's wet, um, when there's the seas, you know, lapping on your feet, etc. You can feel the temperature and the, the textures and it's just amazing. And so being present to that is a really important part of not then being defined by your emotions or by those negative emotions that might come up. So first one is awareness to it. Second one is where does it come from? Third one is be present to nature and be present to your experiences because that will help you to detach from that. And so you can separate yourself from it. Um, I'm loving this conversation because another big thing of mine is, to, and that's why Lucia is laughing, is to go out in the nature. This is why I've been for two hours with the dog. and. Um, I think teaching people that being in their present moment, if you're thinking about the leaves and you're thinking about, you know, what's under your feet or the breeze on your face, then you're not going backwards and forwards with your mind, are you, into past and present. You've just actually been able to calm that mind and then you can live more from the heart. So that was beautiful hearing you say that. Now, um, Lucia has also told me that you do a lot for um, charities. So what would you say to people what what does that bring to you wow that's been so rewarding i mean um when whenever i was uh growing up as a kid you know we were always taught to kind of help others and, and be helpful and there was a thing called the boy scouts when i was a kid and i was one of the cubs 
which meant that we would go and do what was called bobber jobs. So you would go and polish people's shoes or cut their lawn and, you know, you'd, you'd earn money. I think it was five pence, something like that. It wasn't very much, but uh, it was it was about service to others. And so when I became a, a little bit more aware of how I could organise myself and became a little bit more strategic in my thinking, I was then thinking, well, actually, maybe I could help those people and organisations that maybe lack that skill or lack that uh, or have a gap in that area. So one of the things I was doing was helping a, a mental health charity with regard to how they could use land to help people to recover from their mental health issues. Then I was working with an organisation where I'd visit people who were very, very sick, who were, who were homebound, and um, we would go and visit and just chat to them and just sit with them for an hour and talk. And what I found was that it was extremely rewarding because the person was so grateful and so kind of it had such an impact on them but it, and yet it was such a, a small gesture so just to literally an hour of my time to sit and, and have a cup of tea with somebody it made such an impact on them and it was so easy for me to do so it just became natural for me to want to make a, a difference and, and contribute so one of my key values is contribution and so it's one of the human needs that we have and contributing through service to others is a, is a really nice space. So I, I went on to be a trustee of a charity related to my son's condition. I've done so many fundraising events. I can't, I've lost count of them, but I've, I've been involved in raising hundreds of thousands of pounds for charities. So uh, including a big, massive bike ride in 2015, so, yeah, 2015, where I cycled from Land's End in Cornwall up to John O'Groats in Scotland. And uh, that was an amazing experience. And uh, yeah, that was part of raising awareness and funds for the charity related to my son's condition. Yeah, I think you're bringing community together as well, aren't you, when you do those kind of races? And that's really good for the spirit. And I think what I'm hearing is, you know, when we give our time for someone else, again, it's like filling our heart space, isn't it? We're so, we can be so neg negative and judgmental to ourselves about the things that we don't do. And when we go and do something that, is not about us, about someone else. It's just warming, warming the soul. So it all, all helps right? raise our energy levels. And one of the things that I was very lucky to be introduced to was a neighbour of mine invited me to join something called the Round Table, which is an organisation in the UK. Actually, it's international, actually, but the UK arm, which was the bit I was involved in, organise events for, you know, put on firework displays and, and go out and do uh, a Christmas collection and food bank collections, etc. And as part of the role, it's all voluntary. And as part of that, you have the opportunity, if the round table in your area is, is ready for this or wants it, you have the opportunity to then become the chair of that, of that group. So it's like a rotation, you know, each person has a turn doing it for a year. So I had the opportunity to step in to do something that was completely out of my comfort zone. And um, you get to meet some extraordinary people and you get to test out skills that perhaps you wouldn't normally have the opportunity to do. So it's it's really a great area to grow and to learn. One of the things that I was very fortunate when I was at school, I, I had the opportunity to do work experience at Marks and Spencer. And uh, that was a real, really beneficial thing for me to be in the workplace, to see what adults were doing and how they interact and, and to be around them. So one of my passions is to go into schools and colleges and help uh, students, particularly underperforming students, with doing mock interviews to help them to prepare themselves, to do you know talks that are about careers, 
and just do stuff that adds value and makes a difference to them as well. And that's always very well received. So I, I love doing that work as well. What I'm loving hearing here is the power of turning what seems a negative into a positive and how that has fueled you and energized you to then go on and do all this life-changing work, uh, which again, I think, and I know I said it, I'll say it again, it's nothing sort of incredible. I think like, you know, to find that way and to be like, okay, how can I not be of service, not just to my son, but to get involved in the charity that deals with that, to then becoming a supporter and cheerleader of that and kind of push yourself forward and be like, okay, how can I do more? How can I be more? And to keep up the core of all of that, your message and your value of how can I be of service, I think is an amazing way that... Uh, you know that shows when you do something from the heart when you do something with passion and when that truly connects to who you are then that's when the miracles happen that's when you can start making the change and being the change and I want to because obviously you know you hear this and you be like okay but I am not at that level I'm x y and z I want to say that that can be for everyone and at any level like you know as you were saying you were in that corporate world and you realize how just having a chat or that cup of coffee with your co-workers could lead to change so just to know that you can wake up and be the change in somebody's life in whichever shape or form that is a leap path that is a lead way so don't you wake up and think that you've got to be a Barack Obama changing the lives of a nation, but you can start small and you can make a difference every single day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and even just literally just smiling in the street and saying hello to people can make a difference to somebody, you know, and there's the small things have a, a big difference and big and can make a big impact on people. So yeah, it's always nice to be volunteering and to, to be contributing, but it's, it's got to be done with authenticity, you know, because if you're doing it just for the sake of it and hoping that you'll benefit from it, that's probably the wrong type of motivation. So you're right, it has to be from the heart centre to be in a space where you want to do it for the right reason. So uh, I think it's important to uh, to sort of get your values right around that because nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you're changing yourself, you can help others to change. So that's the kind of mental alchemy, if you like, that I use in the work that I have with my clients is how do how have I done it and how can I help you to do it? Yeah, and there's always a way. And it, it's like a snowball effect, isn't it? Once you, st- if, However small you start, you know, it, the, the snowball gets bigger once you roll it down the hill. you just got to start. you got to start somewhere. So, well, it's, yeah, it's a ripple effect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a ripple effect. So, Damon, what is the best resources that you think have helped you along the way that maybe could help our audience? I mean, there's so many books, I can't name all of them. (laughs) Um, One that I regularly go back to, which I always enjoy reading, is Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. And it's so simple. You know, it's only about 85 pages. You can read it in like literally an hour or something. It's one of those things where it really reminds us that change is possible and we just have to have the right attitude and the right sort of approach. One of the other things that's helped me immensely is not just around understanding myself, but also being able to calm that monkey mind, you know, the the busy chatter that you have and the the inner voice. So doing meditation and being present in nature is is a great thing to 
really ensure that you kind of understand how to be present and to calm the mind and try and neutralize some of that emotion which might be coming up. So, yeah, definitely the resources would be look at any personal development growth books. You know, literally go to any bookstore or go to Amazon, type in personal development, personal growth. There's thousands of books. Literally choose one that, that resonates with you and that you like the sound of and read it because you're on a journey then, you're on a path. And that might lead you to something else and lead to something else and lead to something else. And meditation is a very powerful way to access different parts of your brain, to slow your brain waves down. There's a whole science behind this, by the way. We could talk for hours about just the science on meditation, but to calm your mind and to calm your brain waves gives you a, an opportunity to not only be less stressed, which is through the breathing and through the, the mindfulness, but also to actually reprogram your brain, to actually re reignite things that you want to think and how you want to think differently. And there's, again, a whole movement around changing your body and changing your, your diagnosis of an illness, for example, through meditation and through mindfulness. So it's very, very powerful. So I would encourage people to really explore that if they're not already doing it. More music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I love to meditate. So yeah, it's just so important to connect to, you know, that subconscious, as you were saying, which I, I would imagine hypnotherapy also has helped you uh, in that form. Now, I know that, you know, we don't have uh, too much time, but I'll be keen on understanding a bit more on that and how it is that you got into hypnotherapy and how does that help untapping that uh, subconscious. Yeah, so uh, I got into hypnotherapy when I was studying my master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming because the tutor which I had met through the coaching academy, she was in a, a trio group with me. We were doing coaching with each other in a group and she went on to be a master practitioner trainer. So I trained with her and uh, part of that was training as a master practitioner in hypnotherapy. What became obvious was that when you look at the brain waves and you see where the change happens, where the neurological pathways can be reprogrammed, it doesn't happen when you're busy and you're drinking coffee and buzzing around. It happens when you're asleep. And when you're sleeping is when your neural pathways start to make the connections. So we need rest and good sleep for our neural pathways to be connected. So one of the powerful ways of getting into that same state is actually through hypnosis because your brain waves come down to a different level. You go from beta, which is the, the waking state, if you like, down to alpha level, which is where the brain waves are slower and they start to become more programmable and more influenced by programming. And then you can go right into theta state, delta state, and there are other states as well. But basically, we're looking around about the alpha state is where the change can happen. So hypnosis can help to access that brain frequency where you can then help somebody to give them suggestions that are powerful and are, if you like, affirmations that can change them. So when they're then in the waking state, their brain is then reprogramming to say, actually, I am enough and I am good enough and I don't have to worry about my past. I can make a future that I want to love and enjoy and create a future that you love. So we can program people to understand that and the brain can be reprogrammed around that. Um, and that's the power of hypnosis. Plus, it's really relaxing. So uh, it's, it's quite an enjoyable experience. Simon, do you still use hypnosis in your coaching or do you use more meditative states? I'd be interested. At the yeah, at the moment, I've probably got a bit of a balance. I probably use meditation more because because of the way that you can record a meditation and send it to somebody as a file, so it's more accessible. Whereas 
And hypnosis tends to be very uh, personal and very, very much tailored around the individual as to what the affirmations need to be. So it's not as generic. Um, so it's much more tailored. Where I've had the biggest impact with my clients is probably doing a whole mixture of all of that and uh, and doing some meditation for them to have when they want access to it, doing one-on-one -on -one hypnotherapy with them when they need it, doing coaching when they need it, doing teaching when they need it. So there's a whole journey that I, I go on with my clients. And so I, I use a mixture. That's the great thing about having a toolbox with lots of different tools in it. I'm not reliant on one tool. I can use multiple different things to help. And that's key, isn't it? Because everybody is absolutely unique. So trying yeah, exactly. to find what yeah. works for them, isn't it? So yeah. And one of my areas I specialise in is to understand somebody's suffering, but also particularly in relation to the sabotage that they've experienced. So really healing their self-sabotage. And so to understand that, there's 7.7 .7 billion different ways that somebody has self-sabotage. And there's 7.7 .7 billion ways to, to heal that. So it is individual and it's very unique to the, the individual. So uh, yeah, it has to be tailored. Do you feel like you're using your intuition more now as you've coached for so long? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when I'm doing talking and training now, so if I'm doing some public speaking or if I'm training, I go into my intuition beforehand so that I can get powerful and specific awarenesses as to how I can be the best version of myself for that audience or for this client or for this decision that I might be making or choice that I might be making. So, yeah, intuition plays a massive part in all of that, definitely. Nice, powerful pre-work to get the best outcome out of that situation i love that so damon can you sum up in one sentence how have you made your life better how i made my life better let me go and do this intuitively <laughs> <laughs> i think the biggest thing for me has been an acceptance of who i am and to learn to love who i am and accept who i am and not be defined by my past to then go into a space where, in my heart space, where I create a life I love. And so what I would implore people to do is to really understand themselves and to accept who they are on their journey and to see what their learning is in their journey, to be able to then create a life they love from their heart space. Really, don't, don't do it from ego, don't do it from sadness, don't do it from fear or anger, do it from love. What would I love, you know, in my relationship with my intimate partner, in, with my children? with my career, with my space that I want to live in, you know, go into your heart space. What would you love in that moment to have? And then you can create that. You know, anything is possible. We live in a universe where we're all connected and we have something called the collective intelligence and the infinite intelligence, whatever you like to call it. And it's the universe, the universal intelligence. And we can tap into that. But we can't do that if we're coming from sadness, fear or anger. We have to do it from a different level of consciousness. Albert Einstein talked about this in his very famous quote, which is, uh, you cannot change today's problems with the same level of thinking that created them. What he actually wrote about in his essays was you cannot change today's problems with the same level of consciousness that created them. So we have to shift our consciousness. We can't do it from our unconscious. We can't do it in our subconscious. We have to be in a different level of consciousness to create a life we love and solve our problems. That's beautiful. Uh, I had goose pimples then <laughs> when you were talking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. Beautiful. Well, that was beautiful, Damien. Thank you so much. It's been a very, very powerful conversation. And I've got no doubt that our listeners will be thinking the same. So 
tell me or tell them where can they find you if they want to connect with you and find out more and hear more from you. Lovely. Well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me and for the lovely conversation. It's been a pleasure and I'd always love to have more deeper conversations at any time. So if people are interested, they can find me on my website, which is damiencolhane.co.uk. You can follow me on Instagram, which again is my name, Damien Colhane. Search me on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So uh, I'm, I'm on all those kind of channels. So if they're interested in connecting or finding out more about my work, then uh, just Google me on on, the, on my name or come and have a look at the website. Well, make sure to pop those in the comments so it's an easy click away. Thank uh, so thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. And oh, one other thing I forgot to mention, I have been writing a book for how to pivot your mindset post lockdown, which is a kind of um, transition book of how you can change your mindset and think differently. Um, and it will be available as a complimentary PDF ebook. So uh, I'll, I'll send that. That will, that will be on the website when people are interested to come and have a look. They can find out more about how to download the complimentary book. Um, so that will hopefully help people in this current situation where there's transitioning to who knows what. That will be super useful. I'm sure they would love to read about that. I would love to read about that. So I'll be, I'll, I'll be clicking there. Okay, I better hurry up and finish the editing. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. No, brilliant. And to all of you uh, joining us one more week, thank you. Thank you for doing so from the bottom of our hearts. We really appreciate you coming back every week and uh, sharing the love, coming back to us and sharing to everybody that you think will benefit from from hearing from us and, and the stories that we bring to you. So please carry on doing show and we hope to see you here again next week. Much love to everybody. <laughs> <laughs>